0: Welcome back to another episode of Fifty Shades of NBA Pod. I'm Nathan. I am Trey. And we are on episode number thirty-four. So you already know what that means. It is the Giannis Antetokounmpo podcast today. The Giannis. And yeah, there's obviously a plentiful uh, other NBA players, but we're sticking with Giannis. Giannis. I'm sticking with Giannis. Yeah, Giannis only, uh, only dude to wear number thirty-four for the which it's it's fitting. Yeah, because. Were the only podcast
1: oh, that ever exists. That's true. Oh, Actually, I did hear yeah. through the Grapevine. There is one other podcast. Oh, yeah? What is that? Pick Swap Media by Sean Bernard. Oh, you know what? I have heard of them. I have heard of them. Shout
0: out Pixwap Media. Shout out Sean.
1: Yeah, you, uh, you see the... gave uh, pretty yeah. good
0: publicity with the... Yep, the TikTok Trey made. It was very cool. Uh, highlighted.
1: I'll let you talk about it. You made it. You're the creator. It's your birth child. It is like... 40 some photos of every Sixer. Every six not every Sixer. Every Sixer who live and lived and died for the process to fly. Um I made it before mm-hmm. game six and then they dudded and then they dud it again in game seven. And now it just makes me sad. Now it just makes you sad. Understandably so. I was as I as I post as it got posted, right, I noticed um mm-hmm. there were so many people left off of there because there's just so many players who came through the Sixers in the past like six years. 7 years. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like this is this is wild. Like I had Furkan Aldemir on there and people were like, "You missed Alexi Chaved I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like, Alexi Chaved my bad. I forgot. He did play Pleasure. 17 games." Oh my god, dude. It's it's crazy things. And there were players that like I couldn't include like um I didn't mm-hmm. include Ben Simmons on there even though I really wanted to because mm-hmm. he is such a big part of the process, but I wanted to keep it positive before Absolutely. game 6.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. Obviously, afterwards of Game Six, it wasn't as positive. So maybe Ben Simmons would have uh would done something, or at least forecasted what you should expect.
1: Yeah. Speaking speaking of the Sixers, should we talk about it? Yes. We we got to get into it. Um,
0: it's on our list here, but they they went to a Game Seven against the Boston Celtics after having a three two lead against them, and they. T- I I I can't picture it or classify it as anything other than I think a collapse on the Sixers part and obviously that that led to a Boston Celtics win in game 7 they advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals but uh Trey I want to hear as our resident writer for the Sixers resident Sixers fan just your kind of your initial reactions watching the game because you watched the whole thing Uh, what what were you thinking watching it and your thoughts afterward?
1: Well, if we think about it as a roller coaster, right, the first quarter, I was super, you know, it started Mm -hmm. out all right. It started out, you know, a little, a little bad, a little on the bad side. There was like a, I believe an 11 to two run to open the game for Boston. Uh, But then the 76ers stormed back with eight straight unanswered. And it was really good in the first half. Um, Yeah. PJ Tucker was killing it in the corner. Boston was leaving him open. So it was was rough for them. Uh, PJ was, I believe, three for four from three. He ended up with 11 points in the first half. That was really great. Um, Joel and James hadn't really come to life yet. But, you know, it was looking good. It looked like everyone else was stepping up. DeAnthony Melton was just chasing down. Every single board imaginable, the entire the entire time, really just mm-hmm. doing the work, putting the work in, and then, yeah, we went into halftime, I believe, losing by trailing by three, two or three. It was, mm-hmm. it was it was, it was a a hair's width. It was very close. Super yep. fun game, and even then, I was just like, man, I'm so proud of my Sixers for not just coming mm-hmm. putting a dud out there. Because they're looking yep. solid. Yep. The third quarter then happened. Jason Mind Tatum day right here. Jason Tatum looked into the heavens of white yep. Boston fans. Also, hold up. Little side piece here. So if you okay, looked at it. if you were watching the game, they would sometimes zero in on the fans. There were approximately two different times in the entire game. Where there mm-hmm. I could see a fan who wasn't either related to a six uh, one of the Celtics players, mm-hmm. and just what like every single time it was just a group of like eighteen white people, like just cheering, and then There's at one point they like they zoomed in, and then on the top right corner you could see a black guy, and you're like whoa, <laughs> like in Boston gear, and you're like. Maybe there's hope and there wasn't because the next one, they showed one more. They showed a young man. Uh, I don't know what his ethnicity was, but he was clearly not white. No, no Mm -hmm. Celtics gear, but he was clearly rooting for the Celtics. Mm -hmm. And then they showed it, showed one more person. Um, And it was just, it was just Jason Tatum's mom. We later found out. So that's all the non white people that I found in the crowd of, of, of the garden. So,
0: yeah, watching the game, the Celtics do have a very Caucasian fan base. It's the most Caucasian fan time. base I've
1: ever seen. That's not like a knockdown so thing. I, them. It's I just would a fact. like
0: to claim. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's just a fact. I'd like to claim that the Utah Jazz have
2: not more even diversity
0: close. in their in Oh, their, yes. Yeah, yeah, in, in their fan base. At least when I went to the Jazz game, like two, this was like two, three years ago. That's why I saw. Granted, still not. A whole lot of
1: people. Yeah, it is. I mean, too, more break. than what
0: I saw in the telecast. It was crazy. I digress. It was mm-hmm. crazy.
1: That being said, Jason Tatum looked into those sea of Caucasians, looked mm-hmm. past the Caucasus Mountains, saw God on top, <laughs> and Caucasus. decided to go off for i I think eight hundred points in the third quarter alone. Is that is that right? Someone fact checked me. Yeah. Um. No it it was it was a 35 to 11 third quarter for the Celtics against the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, once James Harden had like his eighth turnover of the quarter, once Joel Embiid turned the ball over for his 14th time or got blocked for his eighth, um, it was over after Tyrese Maxey his eleventh three of the quarter. Actually, I think of yep. that possession. Um, uh, it was over. It was really that it From was, that it was done, man. Um, I, I held out hope in the fourth. I'd seen this team come back yeah. from not bigger deficits, but you know, deficits. I've seen them come mm-hmm. back for des- deficits all year and they just didn't, they just simply didn't. Um, I remember watching an uncontested three from Tyrese Maxey, just like, like barely touch a rim. So that was awesome. Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. no, no hate to literally any of the players. It, it was just everyone got into a slump at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to give literally all of the flowers I possibly can to Jason Tatum for having the I'm him moment. Uh, he dropped 51 points. It was huge, a game seven record, I do believe. Yeah. Uh, and I can't dispute it. Like, he was him. It was insane. He was him and then something. Um yep. with the 76ers, you know.
0: Undisputed.
1: I love the 76ers. Um, I thought PJ Tucker played great. I thought, or yeah, PJ Tucker he played did. great. D'Anthony Melton played pretty, pretty good. Um, far from well, you know, outstanding, amazing P. J., uh D'Anthony Melton stuff, but mm-hmm. overall was a net positive, I think, on that game. Tobias Harris, want to shout him out. Absolutely. Yeah, he had positive. a good game, too. Defensive mind was locking up every once in a while. Um they switched him off of Tatum at one point or he kept getting on switches where he would cover Al and then Joel would have to come out to the perimeter to guard Tatum in mm-hmm. third. That was rough. That was really sad.
0: Yeah, that was really rough. Tatum just took advantage of Joel every time he had that matchup. And
1: it's like even every every time like it's I a, It's not like
0: Joel was playing bad defense exactly. either. Like he was staying in front of him, contesting shots. It was just a, Jason Tatum would the, not miss. The
1: contest was there, and it was just, you know, I was just sitting there watching, and I was like, man, I really mm-hmm. wish we had someone who was an, like, all-NBA defensive stopper, like, I don't know, Matisse Thibel of the Portland Trailblazers. Mm, maybe. You know, it'd just be cool. It's not like that guy mm-hmm. shut down Still would It would help. Oh, my gosh. Um, of course, yeah. I was I was rocking the Matisse Thiebaud jersey for that game.
0: I respect it as you should. I
1: might burn it now. Uh, I'm not i I don't know if I you would never go do it. Bur- yeah, I would never. Not do for Teeth,
0: Not the Thiebault jersey. I would never burn uh, a jersey. Although you might. I was gonna say if you were to a Sixers jersey, possibly look to do the Harden one, because Harden was a no show. Harden was a no show <laughs> in Game Seven. And I don't know, it's discouraging to see because that's kind of been, like, his MO when it comes to the playoffs is when you need him the most in, like, the clutch and closeout games, he's just non-existent or he disappears. James or Harden he's a shell of is just
1: Avatar MVP Roku. that he is, yeah. He's just Avatar Roku. When the world needed, needed him most, most he vanished.
0: Mm-hmm, he really did. I mean, oh. he finished game Game 7, an elimination game, with nine points.
1: Nine points. It was points. bad, man. It was really bad. and
0: Yeah. It, it was terrible.
1: Like, I struggle to put this loss on any one person, right? No, it, you. I don't think you can. Like, James I Harden, think you should either. he wasn't good. But he should have had no. at least eight more assists off of the open threes he generated. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid wasn't good. But he's still, like, the most impactful player on that court. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Sixers side,
2: yeah, for the Sixers side, um,
1: he had a bad game. But there's no point where you should ever go. Yeah, we're gonna stop. We're gonna we're gonna sub out Joel because he's playing poorly. Mm-hmm. Like there's always that change. Yep. Like Joel has to be there. And yeah, um, I I don't want to blame Doc. I feel like Doc co- coached really well that game. There's just a mm-hmm. point in time where it's not falling. You know, you're mm-hmm. not getting anything. I watched yeah. um. James Harden and Joel Embiid tried to run. It's not even a play. It's how they set up a play is they uh have James drift slightly to the right. So like right center three. And then he just mm-hmm. throws it to Joel in the post at the top of the left corner of the paint. I watched that play get stopped four times in a row. Jesus Christ. And it, I know for a fact that like Doc's not necessarily calling that, but that's just how much, how so much of their offenses ran through is getting mm-hmm. Joel that that ball there at the high post mm-hmm. trying to get that look and let him get to work. And it, the few mm-hmm. times that it did work, it was Al Horford had his number. Yeah. When Al Horford retires, Joel Embiid will have the easiest path to a championship of his career. That's fair. Mark Gasol's you know already what? gone. Horford, so keep pushing. Yep. I was going to say Horford just out of spite might just hang around as long as Embiid's in the lead. And clearly, like they don't, they don't dislike each other. Like clearly, they are no. on some level in a good space. Whether that's from, mm-hmm. you know, mutual respect of both of their games, because let's face it, they're both really freaking good basketball players. Or if it's yep. based off of the one year Al Horford spent in Philadelphia, which is the mm-hmm. worst se- season series season of Sixers basketball I ever watched in my life. Uh, Fair enough. How do you put Al Horford, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons in one starting line? What are you doing? It's it's just gross to think about. What is that decision right making? Now.
0: Like I, I, yeah, I was gonna say. I don't know why you would look at that and think that's gonna work. Four years, one hundred
1: and two million dollars. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That, why also, didn't we resign Jimmy Butler?
0: mm Hmm. That's a yeah. We could we could go off on a, a tangent on that anytime because I think that's definitely a blunder in that decision and well yeah the next year when uh jimmy played the sixers he came off the court after a game he's like chose tobias harris over me tobias harris over me but i think that's uh it's definitely how that decision had the whole league thinking
1: i love jimmy butler but so much
0: i love him too i love him too uh, um, well uh looking at like obviously the sixers lost Game Seven. They did end up letting go of Doc Rivers, and I know you you just got done saying it wasn't any one dude's fault, which I agree. Do you think it's fair to let go of Doc in this situation?
1: There are reasons to fire Doc as a coach. Yep. None of them are to do with that Game 7 loss. Mm-hmm. If you want to say Doc Rivers is the reason we don't have Isaiah Joe and Charles Bassey on the team, yes. He refused to play them. Despite everyone knowing that they could play, he refused to play mm-hmm. them when specifically Isaiah Joe, especially, is like the definition of what the Sixers need a sharp shooting three point shooting guard, off mm-hmm. ball guard. That's it. That's what the Sixers need. Yep. And they just didn't have that this year or yep. any year where Joe was just chilling on the team. Um, especially after the Seth Curry, uh, Ben Simmons for James Harden trade. Um, mm. So that's rough. If you want to say it's because of uh poor rotations for the regular season. Okay. Yeah. I agree. He uh he tends to overplay his starters in the regular season. I know James Harden played 44, averaged 44 minutes per game in the first 3 games of the mm-hmm. season this year for no reason. I believe Joel Embiid averaged 42. And Tyrese yeah. Maxey averaged 39. I think Tobias Harris yeah. at that point was averaging 37. Uh, there's a refusal to look at his bench. There's a few, a refusal to trust young guys. He wouldn't have given mm-hmm. Tyrese Maxey a chance if it hadn't been for Ben Simmons saying no. Um, mm-hmm. You can look at how he tries to change players. For example, how he makes Shake Milton into a point guard. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that killed Shake. in my mind. Um, you can look at how mm-hmm. he killed other players, like how he turned Furkan Korkmaz into a point guard. Yeah which killed Furcon Korkmaz in my mind. Um, Fair enough. You can look at his over-reliance on, on certain guys and veterans when we have other help. like mm-hmm. He was like, let's get DeAndre Jordan or Dwayne Dedman, which isn't just him, obviously, but he still has them mm-hmm. play significant minutes. Um, yeah. There was a point in time where DeAndre Jordan was, was starting games mm-hmm. in the regular season for us. So that's crazy. There's also times this year when Montrez Harrell was starting. So that's also crazy. Fair enough. Um, I'm happy that I didn't have to see any Montrez Harrell playoff minutes this year, but okay, I was really worried you, about that. There's
0: some brag side. Yeah.
1: Um, I think this was Jane, uh, Doc Rivers best coach year as a sixer. And so mm-hmm. does a lot of other people. Um, I know Sean Bernard has said yeah. this multiple times and he said yeah. something the other day that I thought was very intelligent. It was, um, if Daryl Morey was able to look at this objectively and decided that parting ways with, uh, Doc Rivers was the best for the organization, then it's justified. But if he in any way is doing this out of a knee jerk reaction to a game seven loss, that is way more on the players than it is the coach. It's not okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I know when I saw Doc Rivers got
0: fired, um, to me, it was kind of like Mike Budenholzer getting fired, mm-hmm. and similar situation because it seems like every single year Doc would be on the hot seat for the Sixers' you know inability to advance past the second round in the playoffs. So that's what it seemed like to me that mm-hmm. he was just buying himself time based off how he would perform either in the playoffs or in the regular season, and. If he didn't win a championship this year with the six, this Sixers squad, I think regardless, he probably would have been out. Yeah. Just because that's the reality of it. it. How I see it from the outside, like I'm not following the team as in-depth as you are, but as a third-party, you know, NBA consumer, that's just kind of the gist that I had because there's always reports like players oftentimes have a hard time being with him. Just because of how he coaches, and like James Harden was asked after after the game in the locker room if he enjoys uh, Doc Rivers as a coach or yada yada as a as a person, he was like, "Yeah, he's he's all right." Something like that. Like I get, he, you just lost at game seven, but you also probably want to show a little more enthusiasm when a reporter's asking you if you like your head coach. They said other um... than some grouchy.
1: They said how how was your relationship with Doc Rivers? Oh, and he yep, said that's it. It's okay.
0: Yeah, literally Damn. just like that.
2: Yep.
1: And then there was a lot of news. This is so. also part of the knee jerk too. Is there's mm-hmm. a lot of news coming out that James Harden was going to leave the Sixers in free yep. agency this year, which we can get into here in a sec. If mm-hmm. Doc Rivers was still the coach. hmm That's fair.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, like like you said, we're going to kind of get into it. And the premise of all of this is whether or not it's time for Philly just to blow the whole thing up. There's been a lot of reports of Harden going to the to the Rockets and Wosch came out with something something saying that it does look to be the case or more likely than not if uh, Harden leaves the Sixers, the Rockets are are going to be the destination that he chooses. Yeah. So Harden might be on the move. Doc Rivers is fired now. Obviously, you gotta do a lot left with uh, the roster. I don't know if Tobias Harris comes back. Um, but I think at the end of the day, whatever happens, obviously you have to build a better team, more complementary team around Joel Embiid.
1: If it's possible to,
0: if it's possible to,
1: if it's yeah. I mean, uh, you're going, uh, if it's possible to, that's where we're at. Yeah. I mean, under no circumstances would I ever trade Joel Embiid. Short yeah. of if Joel Embiid goes, I want to trade. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, I think Joel Embiid represents the 76ers well. I think he's who we want in Philly. I yeah, think he's the entire... Does. He is the purpose of the process is to have a top mm-hmm. five, top ten player on your team. And we have yep. that. We yep. struggled to find another one to put there, but we have that now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a really scary part of that report about um as a 76 fan about the report about uh Harden potentially going to the Rockets, right? Yeah, we we've heard this report all year and I've said I've said again and again that if the Sixers pay James Harden, James Harden's not going to leave, right? Mhm. How do you pay James Harden after that? Yeah. How do you give That's him the max that he wants? Very
0: bad. Yeah very bad last performance to kind of go off of really last series to go off of really He had the two really good games and what game one and four one that and four. he had offensive explosions. But other than that, he struggled to, to find any consistency and be effective on offense. So, and you're not going to pay a dude max level money if he's going to show up for two games and be mediocre or less than mediocre for, the rest of the time you're competing.
1: He was mediocre for one of them. The rest of them, he was below average.
2: Okay. He yeah, was a I was trying absolute, to be nice. But he
1: was a detriment yeah. to the team. And maybe that's to the coaching. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I'm not that
1: smart. That's the
0: thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, though, I don't think anyone's that smart or else.
1: Yeah, that's fair. You know,
0: stuff yeah. respectively would have been figured out already. Like, the yeah. people in the Sixers organization watching the NBA other execs aren't that smart because you see mistakes like these happen all the time at that level so
1: yeah it's kind of crazy you just gotta assume
0: that given Harden's press, like the precedent the type of player that he can be and historically typically is that he'd show up and perform and execute at the level that you know you like you know James Harden can so
1: we know we know he could
0: Mm Hmm. know he could but like you literally just saw it two games ago, so
1: yeah, um, but the actual the, the other scary part I wanted to get to about the James Harden leaving if mm-hmm. he goes to the Rockets, he doesn't owe us anything, and the Rockets have the money outright to sign James Harden, mhm, like he would leave for yeah. nothing, we would be we and we wouldn't even have money, like that's the sad part, yeah. We would have $8 million in cap space if James Harden left.
0: Oh, my God. Dude. That's
1: Dylan Brooks' money. Dylan Brooks, new member of the Philadelphia 76 I would throw up. I would throw up everywhere. I'd do it for you. Yeah, I yeah, would too. I think I'd have to. But, right, we'd have Dylan Brooks. We'd have mm-hmm. some okayish player. Like We couldn't even get a D-low level player. I think no, I no. think the
0: hope would be Dino's going to be ten
1: plus. Yeah, yeah. I think the mm-hmm. hope is that if James Harden leaves, right, preferably mm-hmm. it be to the Suns. Whether we get Chris Paul back in a trade or we get <coughs> someone else back in a trade that sends like yeah. DeAndre eight into a third team. Mm-hmm. That's the hope is that the Suns really go. We want James Harden, and we're like, okay, sign and trade, cool. Um, yeah. Or that the Rockets, that James Harden, be like, I'm not coming to Houston without a sign and trade, and like Kevin Porter Jr. and a first round pick shows up in, in on Philly's doorstep. Mm-hmm.
0: That'd be that'd you be need a, a lot to go. Need a lot to go
1: your way though in those situations. Honestly, I know the Rockets. Have, if if James Harden does a sign and trade for us. I think, the, mm-hmm. realistically, the 76ers could go Kevin Porter Jr. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, pick 20 via the uh, – it's the Rockets pick via the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really our hope and our prayers here. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to do anymore. I mean,
0: it, yeah, it would at least leave you in a better spot than just nothing if he just decided to walk. Yeah, I, it's Whole just turkey, it's so
1: rough out here, Nathan.
0: It is, and die. I feel for you. I'm glad the Jazz are at least in a, an easier, state of the franchise. There's no star to, uh, to get. By, yeah, wrap my head head around. But so, do you think Tobias will still be on the team um, next year,
1: unless? Uh, I think... Well, like, what teams do you think would be interested in him? No team's going to be interested in his $40 million price tag. Yeah. The, the only way we get rid of Tobias is if we find a way to salary dump him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or if some team goes, hey, here's a bad contract that's less money, but longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Duncan Robinson.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I... Rudy Gobert. Like.
2: Rudy.
0: Rudy Gobert and Joel Embiid on the same team?
1: We'd cut him. I'm what? not dealing with that.
0: Um, yeah, that's fair. I don't know if Joel would, would deal with that.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I saw someone <laughs> uh, today float the idea of trading Joel Embiid to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. And it would be Chet Holmgren plus, I think it was two future picks from the clippers and it was okay. um i think it was their pick this year but i don't remember where their pick this year was let me let me check my list over here yeah uh i think it was a clippers pick a clippers pick and then do 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 do, do, do. and uh, Chet? Pick, pick 12 and chat yeah which was crazy to me yeah but they said it was, that it was be have to be a trade deadline thing, and Chet would have to not look like mm-hmm. as good as it, as advertised. But yeah, they're still trying to contend. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I just there's no way to trade Tobias without it being mm-hmm. done. Um, maybe maybe the Spurs would love a veteran leader. We know Tobias has that leadership mm-hmm. quality. Um, we know they're gonna Help get him out with Victor. They, we know they're gonna get. Probably the most hyped up draft prospect since LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's what that's where we're at. Maybe tough, the right? Mavericks really want is. some scoring and want to get off of like Dwight Powell and Tim Hardaway Junior.'s contract. Bertans, Bertans, Bertans has a great contract. He's on a two year, seventeen million a year. Mm-hmm. That's a bad contract, maybe. Maybe yeah, a bad contract, but I don't want to take Maybe. back forty million in garbage players.
0: Yeah, I would not either.
1: I would much rather pay a second or two seconds to um uh-huh. to the Spurs to give to trade away Tobias. Because mm-hmm. honestly, man, this year's like if we had a max slot, just like in a dream world, we have a max mm-hmm. slot. No Tobias, no no James Harden. We'll say mm-hmm. we get Kevin Porter Jr. back in the in the James Harden trade.
2: Yeah.
1: Kristaps Porzingis is like the best player on the market other than James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. And they're both going to yeah. probably go to where we're saying they're going to go to. Kyrie's mm-hmm. probably going to resign with the Mavs. After that, it's, it's Chris. Let me flip over my little sheet here. Cause on the other sheet, I actually have <laughs> the top 100 oh, NBA good. free agents written down. I love that. Fred Van Fleet, Chris stops, Chris Middleton, hey. Nikola Vucevic, and Draymond Green. It's
0: not Green. draft class that I would be comfortable giving a lot of money to any of these dudes.
1: Kyle Kuzma, maybe. Jordan Clarkson's like a fringe top 10 player in this. Yeah. Harrison Barnes, Westbrook, Dylan Brooks, Miles maybe. Bridges, maybe if everything is no, done. Neither. Gary Trent Jr. is restricted. Wow. Austin Reeves is restricted.
2: Then after that, it's Christian class. Wood.
1: Like, what What yeah. are we going to do with money this year? It's not like we're going to have money next year either If once we're out to buy this mm-hmm. contract. Because guess who's getting an extension yep. this year? Tyrese Maxey. We know we're going to max him mm-hmm. out because he deserves it. Pay that man.
0: Yep. I think Trey, I'm sorry. That's all I got to say for you. I don't I'm know like, what to
1: do. I don't know. We no. don't have assets. I mean,
0: hearing this and looking at, like, the picture that you've painted or the outlook that the Sixers kind of have, I hate to say it because it's sports and anything could happen, but like they, this seems like if any year was the year for the Sixers to win, this would have been the best opportunity for them to do it. Especially with the Heat coming out, advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, not a juggernaut like some of us would have thought, like the Milwaukee Bucks. Not taking any anything away from the Heat because they have been tremendous all. All postseason with Jimmy and Bam, but that's not a team that scares you as much as you know, like the Boston team you just lost to. So I don't know. I hate to say this was the year to win, but it it doesn't look like it's going to get any easier, whatsoever, going forward for you. I that's, wish you, I wish you and all you other Sixers fans of luck out there. But ugh, that's a, that's a, that's
1: the thing though. It's sports, you know. We, no one thought we were going to get James Harden for Ben Simmons, but we did. Touché. Mm-hmm. Maybe we find a partner. For, I would. Okay, I, I struggle to say I want this really bad. But if we found mm-hmm. a partner for Tobias and James Harden left for nothing, I would be in love with the idea if Christoph Porzingis was, was the, the four next to Joel. I'm not saying that they're going to play okay. more than 55 games together. But you would like it on paper. It would look pretty. It would look pretty on paper. Joel and the guy much we should have taken instead of Jaleel. Come on. hmm
0: Why not? Full circle moment right there.
1: <sighs> he um oh, I love the It's not gonna happen because he doesn't want to ever play no, for the Sixers. It won't. That's the biggest thing. Fair. Is um on draft night, the Sixers were like, We want to take you and he was like, I won't do an interview with you. Please do not draft me. Damn, we were Why tanking. With we were tanking. Okay, that yep, there it is. That makes sense. Yeah, the Knicks had four and Carmelo Anthony. So, mm-hmm. no, it makes sense. Yeah, it was fine. He might, he might want to play for us now. We love you, Dobbs. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big Christophs fan. Let bygones be bygones. Maybe if Chris Middleton really wanted to leave the Bucks, mm-hmm. maybe he's in love with Coach Budenholzer and the Sixers. High, I don't know, man. He's like, I'll go wherever you go, Coach Mike. Rusev- hmm. Real quick, though, is in who is uh to me. Who's your ideal coaching candidate for the for the Sixers though? I I am in a small minority. Um I say Kenny Atkinson is, is who I want. Okay. Um I love Kenny Atkinson. I think he's fantastic, I think he's wonderful. I have a lot of respect yeah. from him from his from the D Lo Nets days. So mm-hmm. I, I kinda wish we would get him. Uh, he's not even on like the that. Sixers short list. It's uh, Monty Williams, yeah. Mike Budenholzer, uh, Sam Cassell, and Nick Nurse.
0: Okay, yeah, um, I Nick, like uh, I do like Nick Nurse a lot yeah, out too. of that list. I think my one I re- responded to your tweet earlier today. Uh, my one is Monty, um, and then Nick Nurse. I I don't like Mike Budenholzer.
1: No, I don't like Budenholzer either. If we get Budenholzer, we just have another. I, I don't, we just have a younger version of Doc Rivers' career.
0: Yeah, it, it, that's a perfect way to put it. It doesn't. It's a lateral move. It is.
1: Best. It is unless unless it brings Chris Middleton. Troche. I don't know why it, it would. I don't Middleton. know why it would. Yeah. Mhm.
0: But it's rough no, out here. I like
1: that. It's rough it out here. Definitely is. I think most realistically, we're gonna get Mike D'Antoni. Yep, that's fair. He's you know Daryl Morey's guy. He's James mm-hmm. Harden's guy. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, in, in
0: that case, do you think uh, James Harden would stay?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's a world where we get D'Antoni, and Harden doesn't stay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No. they said, they're the like Sixers in a pod. Yeah,
1: the Sixers need to get a head coach now. Hmm.
0: Don't you know? Don't wait till uh, what do you call it? After the playoffs are done, finals, whatever. Might as well act now. If you have a guy that you really like, there's no sense of waiting around for. Someone else to interview him and maybe offer him more money.
1: Yeah, I think there's great great options out there. Mm -hmm. I think we just
0: highlighted three, four perfect, well, not perfect.
2: Sam Cassell is
1: awesome. Sam Cassell's never Mm -hmm. had a head coaching job. I will Mm -hmm. say there is one sports book that has JJ Reddick as the favorite to win the Sixers head coaching job. Um, Really? I've heard no actual information outside of this one sports book, just has them listed as the favorite. Which is dumb. That's interesting. But yeah, JJ, I also saw JJ, JJ
0: Redick really- was a a candidate for the Toronto Raptors position. Yup. Mhm. But I didn't yep. see the sixth one. So yeah. Shout out JJ.
1: It'd be weird if JJ was their head coach. I I don't know what I do. It really would be. I think he's still like too young. Yeah. Almost
0: too like freshly removed from from the league, and also he's never coached before. Ever he coaches his son so i think it'd be a much better decision for his success and organization success to at least introduce him as a assistant at first and just pr wise yeah giving a job to a head coaching job in the nba to some dude who's never coached at that level before probably wouldn't be the best look but
1: yeah i totally agree with anyway. you i totally agree with you I think if we bring in D'Antoni and J.J. Redick as an assistant coach, and we're like grooming him to take over for D'Antoni when he retires, that's the way J.J. Redick becomes a head coach for the 76 Sixers. Yeah, that's uh, a much better path. I path like J.J. Redick a lot. I think he's super basketball intelligent. I just don't know mm-hmm. if I. He is. If, no, he's brilliant. I don't know if I really want a, a head coach with almost no coaching experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I wouldn't either. I'm just, not yet. I'm sure his time will come, but. That being said, that maybe, maybe he's an undiscovered value and he'll, he'll bring a championship to the Sixers. Like he couldn't, when he was a player, maybe he could as a coach, you know?
0: Wow. That's a, that's a storybook, uh, storybook ending right there. But I do, uh, we're going to move on from our Sixers talk. If that's all right with you. Yeah. I think we, we, we covered them pretty well. We, we covered them for the past for 30, for
1: 37 minutes. We're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, that's plenty of Sixers talk for y'all. We did highlight, uh, a very important um, piece of news for you earlier, and it's what the teams that weren't competing to be where they are or to be in the postseason right now, what they were competing for, and that's the number one overall pick in this yeah. year's draft to pick what everyone is assuming will be Victor Wembanyama, and the San Antonio Spurs happen to be the lucky ones to win that lottery. And that I means obviously they have uh,
1: the number one overall pick. Number two is Charlotte. Three is Portland, right? Three is Portland. Four is the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Five is Detroit. Six is Orlando. Seven is the Pacers. Eight is the Wizards. Nine is the Utah Jazz. Ten is the Dallas Mavericks. That's what's up. Okay. Ten is the Dallas Mavericks, which sucks for Knicks fans because this pick was top 10 protected mm. for the Knicks. 11 was the Magic. Number 12 was OKC. Number 13 was the Raptors. And number 14 was the Pelicans.
0: That's awesome. Jazz jumped up from, because I'm pretty sure they're at the 14 spot there. So that's awesome to see. Uh,
1: I think they were a little or higher. Or they're high. The teens,
0: yeah. yeah. Anyway, we moved up. We moved up. That's awesome, yes, though. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, um, but from those, I think Victor to the Spurs is probably the best possible landing spot for him just to grow as a player like you have a coach like greg popovich who is obviously a hall of fame coach and i don't know they, there's no real issues like pr wise and i think pop it does a great job as it is developing players yeah and i don't know I, i'm very excited to see victor in a spurs uniform obviously it's not going to be as flashy as maybe a bigger bigger market like Houston or someone like that but I also don't think a team full of young dudes in Houston which there's reports of a lot of problems from a head coaching like disrespect um, perspective there already I don't know if that's uh, an environment for Victor to prosper so just looking at it from that perspective him going to San Antonio is probably the best thing he could have to start off his his young and hopefully long career.
1: I think the, the Spurs are in the playoffs next year with Victor.
0: I mean, if he is what everyone says and was highlight show, there's no reason that he shouldn't be.
1: He's so good. You man. know, he looks so good.
0: You're putting him with two 20 point per game scores already with Vassell and uh, Johnson, Keldon Johnson. So, Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I do. It's part. They don't have a big. Yeah, he's gonna fit right next to Jeremy. They're gonna look really good together. I think it's it's gonna be even better when they trade for Tobias Harris as their sixth man. Free up some cap space yeah, for I Philly. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. I really y'all can get Doug McDermott. Shut up! Shut your mouth. Um, I really think the most interesting thing in this draft now. Cause we know Victor's going one to the Spurs is what happens at two and three. Yeah. Yep. The Hornets got the second overall pick. What is the yep. one position that the Hornets don't need to improve on Nathan point guard. And who's the obvious number two in this draft Scoot Henderson. Exactly. Who is a point guard being mentored by uh, Steph Curry as well. That's so cool. That's so cool. I love really Scoot is. Henderson. That being said, I don't know if the Hornets are going to pick Scoot based off of fit. I don't know why you yep. wouldn't. Um, Just because Scoot, I do think he's going to be upper echelon player. Probably better than Lamelo Ball when all is said and done. Um, mm-hmm, But the, the Hornets, the Hornets are going to Hornet. And Brandon Miller mm-hmm. is definitely has a better projected fit next to Lamelo Ball. He absolutely does. Yeah, uh, he's basically like Paul George light coming out of this draft. Yep, he's not quite as good as defense. He's not quite as good as offense, but you know he's not bad. He's solid. He's definitely the number three pick, number three guy on mm-hmm. my big board. Um, so just for that, I don't know what's going to happen there. And does that mean Scoot mm-hmm. falls to three to Portland, who also already has Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons? Are you going to add a third guard? I, or what are you going to do? Are you going to trade I it? don't see a world.
2: Yeah, I
0: don't see a world where Portland drafts a guard, especially like you just said. If Dame stays on the team, they're not going to sniff a guard. Exactly. Not with the number three overall pick. Yeah, they're, I, gonna,
1: they're not going to go for some unproven player who isn't a top prospect. No. Honestly, it would make more sense for the
0: Hornets to take Scoot, and then you can play around. Maybe LaMelo goes to a shooting guard. He has the height. He has the size to do so. And maybe he's not a traditional shooting guard in that in that way, but it'd be a little bit better. But at the same time, I don't know why they wouldn't
1: just take Brandon Miller. Yeah, I mean, Scoot's better. That that's He is thing. better. I better. like scoot more I think he's gonna um, be better I think he is better um mm-hmm. I think you can put scoot at the two or LaMelo at the two and it works out fine just move Terry Rozier to the bench mm-hmm. but I just don't or trade him no no man Good I don't Terry I don't know what Portland's gonna do here because they they yeah. came out and we talked about it on the podcast months ago mm-hmm. that if they didn't get Victor they were looking to trade their their lotto pick and they they jumped up to three yeah. where it, there's a very Clear top three here. Mm Mhm. So what are they going to do? Time to put the your money where your mouth is, I guess. With that, but also
0: it it does kind of look like Miller could follow them at three, and I think he'd start right away. Yeah, I mean, have Jeremy Grant, bro, ahead of him. I, I think Grant's a free agent too this year. He is. So I don't know. He'd start right away,
1: but. You got to think they also already have Shadon Sharp. They traded for Matisse uh-huh. Bible and Cam Reddish.
0: Yep. Um, which they're pick- Well, do you think I think Miller would be a better player than Reddish?
1: Obviously. And absolutely. offensive, yeah. Absolutely. He's no. absolutely better than Reddish and And isn't Sharp uh a, a shooting guard, isn't he? Yeah, but they already have a shooting guard. So they've been playing him at the 3 because Dame, mm. Anthony on Jeremy Grant at the mm-hmm. 4 and Yusuf Nurkic.
0: Because huh. is Miller Miller's like 6'8", six, 6'7". Six,
1: could be a power forward, just a really scrawny power forward. He doesn't have the body type for it. He's, he's definitely a three or, or a, a way too big two. You could probably put him at the four in a small ball situation, or if you really wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that you had space for him. Um, I just don't see a world... I don't know. I could. I. I can see a world where Portland takes Jerayce Walker at three, the power forward out of Houston. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean that would
1: solve the fit. It solves the fit problem, right but I there, think it's a mistake for talent. I think they're better off trading uh, for a proven commodity. They could
0: definitely trade back and pick them. Let me let me oh, okay. let me yeah.
1: let me talk you into a world yeah. here, Nathan, where they are convinced that having a playmaking point guard and Dame at the two is, is the secret to success. Okay. And Philadelphia has James Harden ready Mm. for a sign and trade. Mm. Mm. Okay. And they send number three and Jeremy Grant back in a sign and trade for James Harden.
0: Oh, okay. I think Dame would be happy. I don't, I don't think you would get three. I don't think I would either. I don't know. I, I if I'm Portland, I'd probably be letting my two year old kid make that trade offer.
1: In all due respect, but League League leader and assist, man. Come on. Do do the trade. Do the league trade. leader and assist. Yeah. Do the trade. I I don't know if Dame gets behind that, bro. Bro, I think Dame gets behind that. Like James
0: Harden, that's cool in the regular season, but
1: that's you know, what they need, in him in the for. They need <laughs> him for. They need it for they need it for the regular season. You know what? just get them there. Just get them there. Dane can so take true. over in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I respect uh, the lofty
0: wish. I really do.
1: I know. I know I it's, really not, it's not it's not going to happen. But mm-hmm. I would really I do want the 76ers to trade back into this draft. They don't have a first or a second mm-hmm. round pick this year. They lost their second round pick because of tampering with Daniel House Jr. Classic. Which shut up. That's so dumb. Uh, you know for a fact tampering goes on. DeAndre Jordan signed in the first minute of free agency. Mm-hmm. Did you tell me that wasn't tampering? Yeah. Bite
2: I'd, me. I'm
0: shocked that, the, like, tampering, especially. No offense to Daniel House Jr. But for a Daniel House Jr. level player, yeah, that a punishment would be enforced. Yeah. When you just highlighted, obviously, bigger name players are tampering to get their contracts in the yeah. off season before yeah. uh that window opens up but you know what got to be a Sixers thing. It really is. The league hates Philadelphia. I don't want you to be great. I want you to be great. Um, that's
1: okay. They don't. But I feel like I brought it back to the Sixers. We need to move on. I'm going to keep talking about the Sixers. If we keep talking about we the do. Sixers.
0: No, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um yeah, we'll pivot to the Western Conference. We we had a great game 1 of uh the Nuggets and and Lakers. Before uh before the game started, Trey and I were texting and I said I like I like the Nuggets um in six or seven and that's what my, my mind tells me, my brain tells me um just roster wise and how dominant Jokic has been in this playoffs. That's what that's where my brain's going. My heart really likes the idea of LeBron getting another ring, but I'm saying late or Nuggets in six or seven. Trey, you had different thoughts. I don't know Lake, if you want to Lakers share those.
2: Lakers in five. Yep. Lakers, Lakers and five, in five, which is crazy.
1: Which is a a crazy <laughs> take. Don't don't bet on that. But Lakers in five.
2: Yeah,
0: you uh, you're much more confident in them than I am in that regard. LeBron's
1: the GOAT, mm-hmm. greatest of all time. I do have
0: to say, this is. In my opinion, I think one of his more impressive playoff runs yeah. just outside of going to the finals, obviously, but yeah, very impressive. From I'm going to the play into the Western Conference finals, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And going up against teams like the Warriors, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson obviously, a couple of them didn't show up when it really mattered, but at the end of the day, it's still the same Warriors team who historically is. Kept you from how what three rings, yeah. But and then
1: the number two seeded Grizzlies, which
0: they didn't get done, but still insanely talented.
1: Yeah, he's crazy. Um, he went against, he went against mm-hmm. Jaw, he went against Steph, he went against Dylan Brooks, the DPOY JJJ, he went Triple J, he went against Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. he went against, well, Jordan Poole might have been playing for him, he went against Draymond Green, mm-hmm. he went against Steve Kerr. Now he's up against Jokic, who I'll be honest yep. with you. Is the MVP of these playoffs?
2: Mm-hmm. He's definitely top three
1: yeah. minimum.
0: I'd I'd say one or two. One or two. Maybe Jason Tatum is the other dude. If
1: Jimmy you're about Jimmy, my three. Yeah.
0: Jimmy's my three. Jimmy's my three. Jimmy's my one. Oh, okay. Got the, that. Got that dog in him. He has that dog in him. Yeah, I'm talking like a Great Dane. Woof. Mm-hmm.
1: That was my right. actual dog who barked, guys. That wasn't me. I don't. Yeah. I didn't. Bark. Hey, Madden,
0: Madden, is that you? Madden on the mic. Whoa,
1: Madden on the mic. But, Good boy.
0: Yeah, uh, Trey and I were we we're also talking before, and I think we both kind of settled on the idea that if the Lakers are to have success, Anthony Davis will have to not only put up big numbers on his own, which he did tonight. He had like forty. Um, 40, 10, and something.
1: 40, 10, and three. Yeah,
0: 40, 10, and three in 42 minutes. So, obviously, you got it done on the offensive end, but defensively,
1: Jokic Jokic still put
0: up 34, 21 freaking rebounds, and then 14 assists. Go grab a board. 21, dude, that's ridiculous. And AD's a bigger, he's taller than taller than Jokic and way more athletic than that guy than that dude yeah Jokic notoriously has been known to not be able to jump over a credit card <laughs> it's just the type of athlete he is <laughs> tremendous basketball player but you're telling me a dude who can't jump is grabbing 21 boards over you bro but white I man think can't jump can you hard to have Jack Harlow t- you no know, you're so true hey that comes out this Friday I know I'm gonna watch it me too yep, I'm gonna watch it but uh now if the Lakers want success, AD is going to have to step up big time defensively against uh against Jokic. Mm-hmm. LeBron will do his thing he always does. Yeah. Um and I don't know the bench will just have to continue to continue to contribute. I think big games from D'Lo will help, maybe AR-15 if he keeps cooking.
2: But
1: Rui had a great night Sothers,
0: Yeah, he did. He had 17 one
1: assist. One
0: assist. <laughs> Trey's kind of bitter on that one.
1: Yeah, I had a bet. It, it was $5 mm-hmm. to 130 and Rui just needed one more assist.
2: It's
0: tough. You really do hate to see that
1: Eight, nine-leg, one-game parlay.
0: So close. So close. Oh, maybe next time. Do the same bet. Do the same bet next time. Game two. Mm. I don't know if those eyes are giving me or like, oh, that's a great idea, or hell no. But to be determined.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, it hit.
0: Yeah, not. Okay, you know what? It hit okay. like what? Oh, I was saying for the two assists for the two assists. Oh God, no! God, no! Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's what I'm never mean. gonna do okay, a Rui sure. two assist ever in my life ever again. Fair
0: enough. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a whole lot more with uh with that matchup. I don't know if you wanted to add anything
1: no not really I did I did like to see uh the Lakers show resilience they were down 21 at one point come mm-hmm. back I think yep. they pulled it within three or four in the fourth so it was a mm-hmm. very very good game I'm excited for the rest of the the play the the playoff series
0: yeah it'll be a great series uh I do I I heard this earlier um watching something but Aaron Gordon um from like this past decade has one of the best defensive half court ratings against LeBron field goal percentage wise. Weird. Which I thought was, yeah, it, it was weird. Cause I don't really think of Gordon as being like a LeBron stopper. I know he's a great defensive forward, but didn't really ever think of him in that light. So shout out you Aaron Gordon. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Good. Aaron, yeah. Good. On Aaron That's Gordon. My
0: piece with that. Mm-hmm. What a king. But, uh, we'll go back to the East. Not talking about your Sixers, but the Celtics and Heat. Who do you like in that matchup? Uh,
1: give me give me the Celtics in seven. Hmm. Okay. I think okay. I think I like that. They, the Heat match up well, but I think at the end of the day the the Celtics are a deeper team.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. They are.
0: I I yeah. think that,
1: that's really it. I, I mean,
0: uh Yeah. Yeah, I you don't have to say too much more. That they're the deepest team left in the playoffs and then no offense to the Heat, but I think they've outperformed everybody's expectations, probably their own, and their Cinderella story is kinda gonna come to an end here. Um I don't see dudes, their role players stepping up enough to overcome the likes of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Rob Will, Marcus Smart,
1: Malcolm Brogdon, Derek
0: White, Malcolm Brogdon, like, it's a deep
1: those six,
0: seven dudes right there are good enough to start, every one of them, good enough to start on the Heat team, so.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I don't know, matchup-wise, they're just much better team, Jimmy Butler will do his thing, he'll have a good series, bam, probably will have a good series for a couple games, but. He's also a little suspect every now and then in the playoffs. But I like I like the the Celtics in six.
1: Celtics, we're both Celtics here, which makes me feel like the Heat are going to win just because we're doubting them. You know what? And that's okay because personally, I'd rather see the Heat. I agree. I agree.
0: <laughs> that's just me. I we're agree. going with my mind again. So we're going to get a Celtics and a Nuggets Shut up! That's disgusting. I wouldn't even watch that. So gross! It's so gross to think
1: about. That being said, whatever. I'll fly. The media wants
0: Lakers, bro. They want the Lakers and Celtics.
1: I'll I'll fly up if if it's Mm Nuggets, Celtics. I'll fly up to to Denver, and we'll 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 stand outside of the stadium because I'm not paying for the final ticket.
0: Fair enough. Oh. Funny enough, there were tickets tonight for uh, the Lakers Nuggets game for like 150 bucks. Or, granted, their are nosebleeds. Deal. But 150 bucks. Deal. Yeah. I would have gone.
1: Yeah. So who knows? You could have worn your Rui jersey. Thought about
0: it. I could have. I would have. I would have. It's so sweet. It's so sweet.
1: It's so sweet. You should, Nathan. I challenge you to make it to one playoff game. Okay. Yeah, make it to one playoff game and make some TikToks while you're there.
0: Oh, I'd make hella TikToks, bro. I'd make hella—I'd probably go on TikTok live, damn near.
1: Yeah, you may as well, man.
0: Yeah, i just as well. You know, if I go to a, a playoff game for the Nuggets this year, I'll go on TikTok live, and you can see it on 50 Shades of NBA, NBA podcast on our TikTok. Yes, sir. So stay tuned, maybe. If yeah. you would like to contribute, send me money, send us money. We can get that done. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. Last thing on our itinerary is John Morant. He, again, got in trouble with uh, having a firearm displayed on the social media. Um. I don't have a whole lot to say other than, bro, we, we've been through this. We've been through this with you, and the league's going to hand hand you a much lengthier uh, suspension. We'll just have to wait and see whether it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen with it. Um, I know Kwame Brown went on a whole tirade about him calling him an idiot, and I'll be honest yes, with you: did. if Kwame Brown is calling you out for your NBA career, you might be doing something you done wrong. Up. Um, oh
0: my gosh, I dropped the f bomb. No, okay, yes! we're
1: explicit. I didn't make us explicit. explicit. It was Nathan again, like always. Oh my gosh. Um. That being said, maybe it won't come up. That being said, <laughs> uh. Yeah, if Kwame Brown's lecturing you, you're doing something wrong. Uh, I do believe it was on one of his friends' tic- uh, Instagram lives again, which is, who are you surrounding yep. yourself with, dog? Like, what is happening? This just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, ja, of course, he was driving. It appeared that he was driving mm-hmm. at the same time, which is, it just makes it that much worse. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going through his head, but someone needs to sit Demetrius down with his real nice parents who have that real nice marriage. And, mm-hmm. you know, he went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. Um, yes, and they did. need to go sit down and have this conversation with, with Demetrius Morant and just figure out where his head's at, man, because this is crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. You were raised in the suburbs. The first time, like... <laughs> The first
0: time people were like, "Oh, okay, you know, he's young; he'll he'll figure it out." He went to his 11-day rehab to hopefully, like, be on the right track. And then a couple months later, you're out of the playoffs, a lot of free time on your hands, and what do you do? You flash the gun again. And the only reason why this is a problem, so legally, he hasn't broken any laws. He's in the state of Tennessee, where they they're a Second Amendment uh, like abiding open carry state, so you can open carry. Or the second amendment and you don't need anything else. But um, the NBA is a third party. Yeah. Uh, the NBA is a third party private business. So they can really do whatever they want. And if, it, if they feel it is affecting their, their logo or affecting their sealed and PR, then they can hand down whatever suspensions they want. So that, that's why it's an issue. Legally, he hasn't done anything wrong, but it's just all PR and visual things with John Moran at this point in the firearm.
1: So I will say, legally, he might be in trouble for not having his hands on ten and two. Okay, you know, touche. Touche, Nathan, That's you, what we'll get you, you criminal mm-hmm. justice major getting outsmarted mm-hmm. by someone who just watches YouTube videos about laws being created. I
0: respect that. I respect that.
1: Bam. Out of bio.
0: There you go. Damn, out of That's Perfect. I'm excited to watch him tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I'm looking but forward to the game. That's all I have. That's all I got, man. And that I am works. exhausted. It, it is currently 1:40 a.m. where I'm where I'm recording. It's a late
0: right. one. My uh, my siblings graduated today, so we celebrated with them. Uh, graduated high school. You Shout cool, cool. out Evan
1: and Emma. Shout out. I'm proud of you. Shout out Evan.
2: Mm. That's
1: it. That's yeah. all I had. Till next time, Trey. Hey, till next time. It's been real. Been real? It's been fun. And fun. But it ain't been been real fun.
0: fun. Damn. Not for your sixes.
1: Nah. Nah. I had to relive my (laughs) darkest moments.
2: Uh, I love it. All right. Deuces. Uh, Deuces.